You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh, hey, what's going on? Welcome aboard, friends. How do you do? Happy Monday. Hope you had just a lovely weekend. Not long enough. No, it never is. Unless you're George Russick. Welcome yeah. to the big show with Maddie Rose and Patty Dumas. George has, uh, what, the next two days off? Something like that. Something like that. I think that's it, though. I, you think that's it I for the rest of the way? I think that's it for the summer. I'm going to take Friday and Monday off, and then I think that'll be it for me, too. I think. We'll see. But that's the time of year it is. Yeah. Like, literally, you know, it was kind of perusing some of the sports over the weekend. Friday, I just stayed home, decided to watch some sports. That was very disappointing to me, as the CFL game was not close. Nope. Jays weren't close either. The Jays were not close. And then by the time both those ended, I was like kind of out of it, but the surge were starting, and I was like, oh, I'll watch this, and then they they kind of... They got one over. They got one over, and they kind of lost. Crushed it, so yeah. I, yeah. They were on the road, so they that's a tough on one. Yeah. But that's just the time of year it is. Dogs are moving on. Yeah, they're through the final. <laughs> we <laughs> love that. that. Yes, sir. Uh, there was some golf, the FedEx Cup playoffs. But it's pretty quiet right now. You know, we're kind of in that early training camp part where we're still not seeing a ton of the starters Though down south. We are in the week weeks two and three is when they start getting. The, yeah, this, this upcoming yeah. weekend is kind of the the big one here. Um, CFL was a solid week. Stampeders took it in the teeth out in BC. Did they ever? Boy, oh boy. We'll get into all of that as the show rolls on. We have the morning report coming up. Uh, I'm Matty Rose. He's Patty Dumont. In the other room today, we have GVP running the board, producing. Yep. I don't know what role you guys both have today, but congratulations. You're both doing a great job. Tag team in it. Yeah. Good yeah. job for you. Uh, Azam Nanji is in the other room as well. Good morning. Good morning. And how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks for showing up this early. Love no it. George couldn't be bothered. It's fine. <laughs> uh, on the show today, well, first off, we're live from the Douglas Basement System downtown studio. Wet basement. We have a lasting solution to keep your basement dry. If you experience any water in your basement, contact Basement Systems. They are all things at Basement D. This is dealbasementsystems.com. We have a solid program that we've booked here today. Shy yeah. Beatty is going to join us just after 7 o'clock. Obviously, get your morning report coming up mm-hmm. in 25 or so minutes. Uh, Shy Beatty is going to join us to talk about the Jays weekend that was. Yeah, it was uh, It was obviously a big weekend for, for Jose Bautista as he got put into the level of excellence, but uh, wasn't the greatest of baseball, at least Friday and Saturday, obviously dropping two or three. And uh, good thing the Mariners dropped two in a row now because they, uh, they were a half game back at one point. Yeah, uh, during this weekend of that final wild card spot, the Jays fell out of the playoffs for a moment it in this weekend. Might have been Friday when then. the Jays lost and the Mariners had not lost yet. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have been Friday just before, or Friday they won. They won Baltimore, and then they lost Saturday and Sunday. So it might have been Friday. I think it was Friday or Saturday. Yeah, at one point, looking, taking a look at the standings, but yeah, sure enough, they they fall out of it. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, as we wake up this morning, they're right back. They're in a spot. game and a half up. Yeah. Because, um, like you mentioned, Mariners yeah. have lost a couple here as well, and the Jays beat the Cubs yesterday. Finally, but really, the big story was the 
Jose Bautista going into the level of excellence, which was a big Saturday hullabaloo. Um, how much of this did you catch? I did catch a lot of it. I kind of watched the highlights of it. We had the stamp, stamp show. We had right stamp show. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. All good. But I, I watched a little bit of highlights. Got to see John Gibb and Cito Gas and all the former teammates there as well. Uh, we'll play a little bit of a Jose uh, thanking the fans and everybody during the morning report as well. But it's great. I mean, for a guy that like really was a journeyman, played on five different teams. Well, he played on four different teams in one year. He never played for the fifth, but he was on five different teams in one year before, you know, finally making his way back to Pittsburgh and then finally here to Toronto to to close it. Well, it didn't close out. He finished his career in like New York, but still, it was like he had like the the bulk of his career of what Jose Bautista is to Jays fans through that five, six-year period where he was, you know, elite slugger, one of the best in the game at doing that, uh, one of the best to do it. And, of course, uh, the bat flip will be played forever uh, in Jays lore. Is that the most iconic Jose Bautista moment? Oh, yeah, I think uh, for sure. I mean, the 54 when he hit it at Fenway, I think it was, when he hit the 54 mm-hmm. home runs, I think that was really big as well. Uh, just because, like, who is this guy? Came out of nowhere, really. Like, he's just been a just been a guy that never hit more than like eighteen in a year, really. So, uh, but for for what that was for the gap that the Jays were without playoffs from like ninety three to twenty fifteen, uh, the comeback against the Rangers in that game five, uh, all the events leading up to that game to that moment, it, it, you can't you can't argue that. I think that's for sure. Uh, number one in Jose's list. Yeah, it it certainly is for me when I think about Jose Bautista and really just that generation of Blue Jays overall. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Edwin was there yep. and you had Tulo and Donaldson was there yep. for the latter end and it was Stroman and Aaron Sanchez and, and those guys were in the rotation. Aaron Sanchez and his um, persistent blisters <laughs> that seemed to never go away. Oh. Um, but the bat flip is like the most iconic. Like it's the one, and we kind of talked about it a little bit last week. But it's the one "Where were you?" type of moment that I have recently with the Blue Jays. And really, I was thinking about it. Like there hasn't really been one with the Flames recently. Like there was Game Seven overtime yeah. against the Dallas Stars. Yeah. Um. Where, but then again, I was like Game well, Six I, comeback. I was just Vancouver. In, I was just in the press box for that yeah. one. Yeah. And the Jays and and the bat flip is more recent than. Game six against Vancouver that you're referencing, right? Yeah, that was that was 15. That was the same year. Okay, so when they beat (laughs) uh, with the the Matt Stages, yeah, the Fightaway Flames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, Um, but even that, it doesn't feel it's not dramatics. Yeah, not the same dramatics. Not the same feel. Mm -hmm. I get a first round game seven. That's a big win, but like really, like we shouldn't have even got to that point in that series. Yeah, and I, think, I, wanna, I don't want to point that. And, 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 well, and I, I, th- I think it's sure. kind of the what the end result was. As yeah, well. so like they moved on, and you were, and then Edmonton just whoop. Yeah, and then they got <laughs> seeded. So yeah. that's the way. Yeah, she, it's like you know Toronto went, you know, fought hard, Game Six all the way to the ALCS, where my God, mm-hmm. sure they that should have maybe been a little bit different. But yeah, and I don't know. It was just because I think that the Blue Jays had actually been like very mediocre to bad for a long time. Yeah, I mean, they were stuck in a time where, like, after the Jays won their title in 93, it was like, and then it was just a few years later, well, three years later, where the Yankees were starting to become the Yankees again. Because the Yankees weren't that great in the early 90s and the late 80s. They, whatever, it was the Jays division. They hit, they hit a mark where the Red Sox and Yankees were just becoming dominant and started spending. All that cash started to get flowed around. And then, I don't know. It was just like they had some good teams. They had some good players, but they could never just get over that hump. 
And then it all just came together, you know, bringing back John Gibbons for a second time, finding these, uh, they were reclamation projects in Edwin Encarnacion and Jose Bautista. Edwin was on waivers. Like it, it, it was, it was crazy what they, how they all came together. And I like, it just goes so much to just management and the coaching and how, how special it was. And then really since 2015, there's been maybe two really bad years since then, but really you could say the Jays have been a contender most of the years since 2015. They've gone out, they've spent in free agency, you know, and those couple of years, they were essentially waiting for Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero yeah. Jr. to be ready. Exactly. Right? Uh, like, those, that uh, all those seasons, they would lose, and it would be like, but yeah. Vladdy's coming. Yeah. Like, maybe he'll play this year. <laughs> maybe he'll come up a little bit. And that was the one yeah. thing we were all excited about. But yeah, it's just, uh, but since 2020, it's been, let's go here. Mm-hmm. It's been, this team's been knocking on the door for, for a World Series, or at least trying to be a successful team in the postseason. And I think that part of the Bautista thing, too, was that, like, there hadn't had the success. There wasn't necessarily, like, a, an expectation, whereas well, yeah. now there is like that, and then that market. You just like there hadn't been a lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of good yes. when you talk about the big four in that city, or I guess big three. They don't have an NFL team, but I, I mean, really outside the Argos, there wasn't a lot of success in that market and for every, their sporting. And teams. The Argos weren't moving the needle there whatsoever. No, no, they so. had they had not by that by 2015 they were not. <sighs> so. So um, one of the things I want to ask on the text line today, we actually have a couple of open segments where we're going to be doing a couple of giveaways. Uh, we have a Shaw Charity Classic giveaway, and we have a one gra- more, and we one have a, more, just one. They just they gave this one more of the same Shaw one that we had last week. Okay, so it's this is the three thousand dollar value. Yeah. It's got the honorary observer passes. Yeah, it has the Rogers Skybox and VIP passes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for two. You get to redeem them for one of the three rounds. So essentially it gets you in for two of the three days. Um, you get to pick your days by all means, whichever way you'd like to go. I know which way I would do it, but you have many options depending on your availability <laughs> yeah. and, and how you like to attack the Shaw Charity Classic, if you will. Um, we're going to have more guests from the Shaw Charity Classic, some of the competitors as the week goes on. Um, we're continuing to chase some of that stuff. But the Shot Charity Classic goes down this weekend at uh, Canyon Meadows, and it's a great event. Yes, so, it is. Uh, we have a giveaway for that that we might do at seven thirty. Um, what I'm what I want to hear on the text line nine six zero nine six zero today is uh, what was the last where were you moment and where were you? Because for me, I know the exact dive bar that I was in. <laughs> I know the exact stool that I was in. <laughs> I don't know any of the people that I was with because I went by myself. I was living in a a house over by Chinook Center, yeah, yeah. and we didn't have cable. We only had internet. And, and I, the bar. And this is pre-streaming. Yeah, well, this is when streaming was still yeah, not very good. Yeah, there was no Sportsnet now. No, <laughs> and if it was, it was laggy, and at the same yeah. time, you're sharing internet with a bunch of buddies. Yeah. Like, it's not good. So what I would used to do is if I wanted to watch Jay's game, I would go down to this dive bar. Yeah. I'd have a $5 pint. I'd have a $5 burger. I'd sit there, and I'd watch the game. I'd probably have more than one pint. Of but course. Never mind. That's fine. Um, and I can remember exactly where I was sitting. There was two people who were quite dusty sitting off to my right, but they were also <laughs> enjoying the Jays game. So they were my friends for the day. There were some people off to the left. There were some people at the VLTs. And I just remember the game. Yeah, I remember, I remember it was a cloudy day here flip. in Calgary. Yeah, it, it wasn't was like a cloudy, great day. Dreary. It, was, it, was, it wasn't cold. It wasn't no. cold, but it was like mid-October. It was cloudy out. I was on my couch watching it. It was fall. Yeah, it was fall. It was the my, the yeah. weather was starting to turn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can remember it exactly where I was and what I was yeah. doing and what the bar looked like, the whole nine yards. Um, so my question is this. What was the last one that happened for you? Is it Flames related? And 
you know what the other part of this is going to be? Why, you know, being in some pretty unique spots for some pretty special events. Yes. Right? Yeah. Now, you're a big footy fan as well. Mm-hmm. Is there anything recent that has kind of oh, happened for you as far as celebratory moments in sports that you kind of... Where was I when this happened, when this went down? Because, like I mentioned, the last one for me would have been Game 7 with the Flames and the Dallas Stars, but I was just sitting in the press box. So that's not... It's like, whatever. Give me some time to think on this one. Yeah, I'm trying to buy you some time right now. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I'm doing right now. And I'm I'm, I'm just my... It's 6.13. How about you, GVP? Do you have anything that comes to mind in your very young life of being a sports fan? Uh, I'm trying to think right now. For me, like, a really big memory was the 2010 Olympics, the Golden Goal, Crosby. I I remember specifically where I was for that. Okay, Um, where were you for that one? I mean, I was just at my house. I remember watching the game with my dad on this super, super small TV we had in our kitchen. (laughs) but uh yeah i remember doing that i was only 10 years old at the time and then for the for the batista bat flip game that was a day ish game wasn't it all the jays games that series were in the afternoon yeah Yeah. i remember being in high school like just walking out of class (laughs) and watching the the game on the tvs in the hall there but yeah i remember doing that yeah that would have been my first year here at the station was 2015 so i got we got the full like wow we're doing playoff blue jays baseball i remember uh because there was flames games on 960 we had to run jays games over on 660 so i was running them over over on the, yeah, on yeah. the other side i do we, remember that actually like, news they were updates. in the playoffs yeah. and yeah 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 that was uh, that was a fun uh, fun fall Mm-hmm. It sure was. And like what GVP brings up is too. Um, what yeah. was it? Was it 2014? Where were those Olympics? That was in Sochi. Sochi. Yeah, yeah. So th- were those the ones that Canada dominated? And the gold medal game was here or not here? But they opened up all yeah. the bars super f- early. Yeah, it was a 5 a.m. It was a 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I remember, and it was like cold as yeah. Yeah, you can imagine. Yeah, it was not fun. And I remember standing in line outside of a bar in the Northwest for about 35 minutes waiting to get into said bar. And then when we get in there, it was just a crap show. Like, it was chaos. There was like a very limited food menu, but it took forever to get food. The servers were extremely overwhelmed because essentially oh like 250 people showed up to this bar all at once and just destroyed them. Oh and at the God. same time, it's f- like five in the morning. Ugh. So nobody's operating at any no. normal level. Everyone's asking for coffee and you can only make so much when you are a bar and you typically do not serve a lot of coffee like yeah. a Denny's or something like that. I remember that one like the back of my head too. Yeah, I did. We had I- a huge group of guys there for it too. <laughs> it was so dumb. I uh I did not get up for that one. No, no, I was like that was the year where the, the Canada just they did none of the games were close in, in that run up to that gold medal game. Canada just ran the show. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing. That. I think I worked the night before too, so I was like, nah, this is, I'm good, I'm good. So I watched the game on uh, delay later on, but mm. like I think it was, what, it was a five nothing final, four nothing, four nothing. There you go. So yeah. That was Sweden. very fun. Sweden was down in one of their best players, weren't they, in that game? Mm. Yeah, I, one of I swear Sweden was down one of their top players. I think you're right, but I can't remember who it was. Maybe a forward yeah. defenseman or something like that. I'll search during the break. I just remember where I was and what we were doing, and <laughs> we were having a grand old time. 
Um, another one that comes in on the text line, 960-960. You have a chance to win Shaw Charity Classic Passes, valued at $3,000 for texting in your where were you moment, the one we got on the text line from Cade in High River. Uh, the Matthew Kachuk trade. And yeah, this is a good one. I was here. It was the night before Cade's wedding. He was having a fire in the backyard with his groomsmen at the farm, and it put a bit of a damper on the evening. Uh, we get this one from Wedley, too. The Kachuk trade. It happened late in the evening. I was in the middle of a marathon of OG Batman TV. Wedley, come on now. Uh, just watching old Batman cartoons. Love it. Uh, couldn't believe the return. Thought it was fake. A lot of my friends were sleeping, so I could not share my shock. I remember that because I was watching every everything everywhere all at once. Oh, okay. That, like, multiversal film from yeah. a years back. Everyone yeah. loved it. Yeah. It, it was a very good movie. But They won Best Picture? Oh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it cleaned up. Yeah, this past year, it did. Yeah, it yeah. absolutely cleaned up. <laughs> it was a good film. I really yeah. did enjoy it. But I had to go back and watch it again because the entire second half, I was mm. just scrolling Twitter like, oh, my goodness, this has actually happened. And that's a film that you definitely have to pay attention to. Yeah. Without a doubt, that's one that you kind of got to keep your eyes on. So... <laughs> Uh, 960-960, we'll look for your text for the rest of the day. Uh, Shai Davidi is going to join us at 7 o'clock to talk about the weekend. You want to talk about the Batista second giveaway, too? And the J- I, I, I don't know what the second, oh, giveaway, the second giveaway is. is. It doesn't say in our rundown. Oh, yeah. It just says that we have oh, a Gran Turismo okay. giveaway. Yeah, I'll say that. Which right. is a film, isn't it? Yes, they're, they're adapting the video game. game. They're yeah, taking yeah, yeah. the video game, which it's based on a true story as well. So like, I, I, Gran Turismo did this, and uh, it's now a movie. So... Uh, yeah, it'll be on. Uh, it goes to theaters on August fifteenth, twenty fifth. You get one voucher, two general admissions, two medium drinks, and two medium popcorns. Oh, that's a good uh, deal there. You, yeah, reward your love with uh, movies with landmark extras. So thanks to Landmark Cinemas for that. So we got uh, two giveaways, and that's that's all week for Gran Turismo. Um, big landmark guy over here. You big landmark guy. Big landmark. Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. Used to work for the other guys. Oh yeah. Can't go back. No, not so much. Although I did go to Chinook to watch the Meg. Ah. In D box. Oh, there you go. By myself. Yeah. So much fun. <laughs> Such a good film. <laughs> Highly recommend it. But Gran Turismo also coming up. We got a prize pack for that yep. as well. Uh, that's going to be later in the show. We'll give that one away at 845. And I haven't decided what we're going to do for that one yet. TBD. Okay. Still in the works. Uh, so Shai Davidi just after 7 o'clock after the morning report. Justin Dunk from Three Down Nation is going to join us at 8 o'clock. After Weird and we- wacky CFL weekend after- where there was like. All blowouts, but like not really in like Winnipeg and Edmonton, but like it felt like a blowout in the second half. And then like last night, Toronto kind of ran away with it. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I didn't get an opportunity to watch any of yesterday's game. I had a little beer league hockey myself, but Kelly was good. Chad Kelly was back. great. Ankle was fine. <laughs> Former Stampeder Tavares Daniels going oh, off. Continues three, to be one of the most consistent yeah. players in the CFL. TDs one eighty out. Uh, yeah, like three touchdowns and 180 on what, like nine grabs, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I, I have Like, I think it's our most productive fantasy CFL week that we've seen from a receiver. Is that except Bender? I don't Is... know if he's on a roster. Oof. I think Bender might have dropped him, but then again, Bender texted the group about him yesterday, so yeah. I assume that he's probably on his roster, but I haven't done the final tallies just yet. That's on me. But Justin Dunk's going to join us around eight o'clock. We're going to talk about all sorts of different things. Um, the CFL week, um, the Stampeders. Big questions around this team. Yeah, they lose thirty-seven to nine to the BC Lions. It's the, it's uh, it's the last three games: eleven field goals, one offensive touchdown. They only have eight touchdowns through the air all season. That's long. not going to cut it. And Four of them came in one game that they lost. 
Yeah. Uh, and it we ain't talked get- about it on Stamps Hour, right? Yep. Like, okay, Jake Mayer went 28 for 38, 450 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. They lost that game. Mm-hmm. Jake Mayer also has a stat line where he went 22 for 24, 149 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and they beat the only undefeated team in the CFL. Yep. Uh, he was like 10 for 20 at halftime. Mm-hmm. Like It's one of those things where they got away from the run again, and I don't know if it's because... The penalties were starting to add up. They're right and, off the and, bat, and the first were, friggin' and they play. Were bad offensive line penalties. Yeah. And it's just one of those things right now where, and it sucks to say because, like, Jake Mayer, at points when he was the backup to Bo Levi Mitchell, or Bo Levi Mitchell was still on the roster, dealing with injuries or whatever it was, Jake looked legit yeah. a lot of instances. But a lot of times this year, he's looked over his head. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's other issues on the go. Like we talked about the penalties and like, you know, the, I think the receivers could do a lot more help for him, especially some of the guys who are maybe a little bit further down the kind of receiver group that you would look at, yeah. right? Like, I don't know how much more you can ask of Reggie Bagleton. Uh-huh. He's getting as open as he can, but sometimes you're missing the guy. Malik Henry got hurt. Mark and Michelle is trying to f- learn on the fly. You know, a guy yeah. who's been the first time up in the CFL. But really, in five since years. that Ottawa game, he hasn't. He's been invisible. He had one game that yeah. was very good, right? Yeah, yeah the Ottawa game yeah. where he had the two touchdowns. Yep. And you know, Dave, targeted Trey eight times. Yeah, and, and that's what. And listen, Trey was like yeah. one of the CFL target leaders going yep. into his injury. Yeah, that's what they have to do. He's a solid guy in that position, especially for those short yard passes that Jake. Kind of does. Jake does. Yeah, it's his bread and butter. But I don't know. Running backs were good. Kadeem Carey was good. Defense gave up way too much early, and this is not a team that can chase a 20-point deficit. No. no. Like, uh, I was chatting with Danny Austin yesterday, and he made the point. Like, essentially, this game was down, done when it went when they went up 10 nothing Because Stamps only scored nine points. Yep. Three field goals. Yep. This game was done in the first, what, five, ten minutes of the game? Mm-hmm. You can you can kind of tell how this how, how that Stamps team is going to roll out in the first few minutes of a game. I feel like it, it doesn't mm. feel like they can come back in a game later on. Like it doesn't. It feels like it's got to ramped up early on. Otherwise, they're not going to get it. They don't feel like a team that can rattle off twenty five points in no. a half, right? No, they they can't pull what Winnipeg did to Edmonton. No, 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 no. I don't think that they could even against Edmonton. Yeah, I don't think they would be able to. No, but. At the same time, what do you do? Like, we saw Chris Reynolds at the end of the game. That was because Tommy Stevens was dealing with back spasms, or he would have come in and, yeah. and been the kind of replacement for Jake. As, as It was mop-up duty at that point. But, listen, they gave Jake some guaranteed money. Yep, He signed for, I believe, it's one more year after this. Yeah, I think that's where Calgary just has to, to roll with it. I don't think... This is, they've, they've been healthiest at quarterback compared to any other CFL team, and yet they still have questions just like everybody else. Yep. <laughs> and and th- there is no, like... I guess, you know, Tommy Stevens, as, as athletic as he is, he's limited in what he can do as a passer. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not calling like there is there really is like no option right now. It's just figuring it out with Jake, and it just happens to be that you're playing against the best teams in the league right now, and they're going to make you pay because you're going to make a mistake, and they will make you pay on it. I don't know if Logan Bonner or Chris Reynolds are anywhere close to ready. I would say probably no. not. First uh, year's here, yeah, and, and <laughs> some younger yeah. guys as well. Um, so. It's tough right now. I, it's, I get it. It's just it's been well, really, since two thousand five that this city's had to deal with no quarterback. They've had to like 
boom, it's been Henry, it's been Drew Tate, it's been Bo Levi Mitchell. And you think, okay, and I get it. Like you're, you, you get the expect expectations that the next guy's going to be okay too. But man, this is there's so many that we talk about it in the, in the stamps hour, and it was like there's another they had to deal with so many turnover this off season and and changing it. But you know that that's old news now. It's time to go. You've been playing football for ten weeks, and it still is. It's still so damn inconsistent. Yeah. Like we mentioned, coming out of the Toronto game, wow, do they actually have an identity? And then it felt like they got away from it immediately. Yep. But yep. Defense gave them a little bit of a chance early on in the second half there, three straight two and outs. Yeah, Alway had a nice interception when BC was driving and the game was still kind of in. And then you know, they can't score. Yep. And then BC goes down the field and puts one in the end zone. Yeah, a, the longest longest drive went 11, yard, 11 plays for 60 yards and ended in three, yard, in three points. Yeah. Not good enough. Um, Saskatchewan lost. That helps in a way. Yeah. And I mean, just like Calgary, be like, I'm not confident in anything Saskatchewan could do because now they're down Mason Fine. Depending on how, how hurt he's going to be, they're down to their third stringer. Exactly. It's not great right now in Calgary and Saskatchewan. No, <laughs> no. There's two very good teams at the top of the West, though. And the Stampeders yep. will play one of them next week. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers will come to town on Saturday. Uh, and then they'll play the Argos after that. Now the Argos are on a bye this week. Um, other action, you'll see the Elks and the Thai Cats on Thursday. Oh, neat. So they get the Argos out of a bye. Yeah, the Stamps get Love. the Argos out of a bye. Oh, Love you that. don't. This this little run of four straight games has been a nightmare for them. They got the first run out of the way. Now they're one and one. Now what they, can they do with the, the Bombers and the Argos to close it out? Winnipeg will be a home game for the Stampeders. It's a Friday game. And then uh, they will also play on, uh, pardon me, they will play in Toronto against the Argos the week after. And then they'll play a couple games against the Elks. And then I think they get a bye after that. It's got to be soon. They've only had one so far, and it feels like this is a team who probably could use one. Yeah. Although I don't know if they're getting a lot of help from uh, their injured list anytime soon. Justin Dunkel joins us just after 8 o'clock. Adam Stanley's going to join us after 8.30 as well. Um, because there's a few things. Uh, the CP Women's Open is just a couple weeks away. That's going to be in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. The Shot Charity Classic is this weekend. The FedEx Cup playoffs continue. Four Canadians in the top yeah, fifty for the, BMW, for the BMW Championship. Yeah, unfortunately, Mac Hughes points he missed. Yeah, it does not help when Lucas Glover, who was oh. ranked 49th, goes out yeah. and wins the whole damn thing and jumps up to like third in the standings. There's nobody playing better golf on the planet right now than Lucas Glover. I uh, that feels like a strange sentence. No, to I know, say. I know, but I, when I tell you his stats over his last six uh, six tournaments, you'll you'll hear. Um, John Rom and Scotty Scheffler are still one and two in the FedEx yeah. Cup standings, and they didn't have great weekends, but they were just that far ahead of everybody yeah. else going into it. So, uh, top 50 now move on to the BMW Championship, which is just outside of Chicago yep. this weekend. So, uh, we'll look forward to that. And it was, uh, the open, the women's open, uh, across the pond at the old course. Uh, not a good showing for the Canadians. No, no, Brooke, uh, they didn't make the cut. Uh, neither did Matt Matt Zarek. Zarek didn't make the cut. Uh, it's the first major cut that Brooke has missed all year. Yeah. But that being said, she's also missed the cut in three of her last tournaments. But the one that she didn't miss the cut, she he was won. the runner up. Yeah, or at runner up. Evian yeah. at a major. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see where Adam is on Brooke's season as a whole. Um we'll get into all of that with Adam Stanley around eight thirty five or eight thirty, and then we'll have uh, another giveaway coming up at eight forty five too. Um with that Gran Turismo uh tickets to give away. Yep. Looking forward to that. So Morning Report, Shai Davidi, where were you sports moments for a chance to 
get yourself into the Shaw Charity Classic, Justin Dunk, Adam Stanley, and some Gran Turismo movie passes. Sounds good. Work for a Monday for Works everybody? Works for everyone here. Works for you guys over there? Hell yeah. Okay, right on. As long as GVP's in, then I'm in. We'll take a break. Morning reports next. Sports at 960 The Fan. Welcome back to the show. Hour number one, the big show, Russick and Rose. George, you'll be back on Wednesday. I'm Matty Rose. He's Patty Dumas. We're live in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Great show coming up for you here up until about 9 o'clock. What else we got on the station today? Sportsnet today. Flames Talk is back with our boy Patty oh, Steinberg. Cool. He makes his return from Europe. Yerp. Yerp. Uh, Blair and Barker. Raceline Radio tonight. Hell yeah. Buckle in. Love that. Uh, but right now, it is time for the Morning Report, and Patty's produced this one today. The Morning Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match them, beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street, Southwest, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. No, this is Patrick. You know, I actually uh, was right beside MotorWorks on Saturday. Were you? Yes. Yes, I and was. Did you take your BMW in? No, I, I, they were closed. I was at the mm. the QP the, the Local 37 mm. uh, for some outdoor wrestling. Oh, yeah. yeah. You said you went to the free wrestling yeah, show this weekend. Fun time, fun time. So yeah. we'll, we'll get into that. Well, we won't. But no, uh, that's why I didn't not, watch the Stamps game. Uh, let's do it. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays welcomed the Chicago Cubs to the Rogers Center over the weekend. It was Jose Bautista. Going into the level of excellence on Saturday. Friday, though, we'll begin there. Had Jose Barrios go up against Javier Assad. Uh, didn't go well for the Jose's or uh, Blue Jays' way. Uh, Nico Horner or, and Cody Bellinger's first home runs uh, got the Cubs out to a 3 nothing lead early. Then the top four, more from the Cubs as they tack on three more. Uh, Chicago would take the opener 6-2. Well, how did Jose Bautista Day go on Saturday? Lineups outside Rogers Center, way down the Bremner Boulevard. Uh, hours before the game, as the uh, former Jays slugger became the 11th player in team history to be honored in the level of excellence. Uh, Jose was welcomed by former teammates and managers. Cito Gasson, John Gibbons were there. And Jose spoke, uh, of course, to the 43,585 in attendance. I want to thank my Blue Jays teammates, those who are here today and everyone I ever played with in Toronto. We are a brotherhood. We share the good days and the bad. From the first day of spring training through a 162-game season and the playoffs, we lean on each other more than people realize. As they say, it takes a village. So in the moment, it may have seemed like one player and one bat flip, but there were really so many more involved. And finally, I want to thank you, the fans, who especially during those crazy, wonderful days in 2015 and 16, filled this stadium, watched by the millions on television, and lived and died with every pitch. Yeah, um, yeah, that's it. Just yeah, go ahead. Is it is it wrong that I think the music's the wrong tone? It was weird. I think that was a video. It wasn't like on the field. I think that was a video. Yeah, that no, he that made. was definitely some yeah. sort of video tribute. It was a weird. Like, why is such a sad? It sounds piano? like a funeral, it, right? Like, why? That's what I'm saying. It sounds like a memorial. It's not a funeral. It's a celebration. He's not dead. He's just yeah. getting his freaking name retired. Yeah, uh, like <laughs> settle down here, guys. Like, come on. Read what? the room. Anyways, yeah, Jose. Something like, a little bit more epic, maybe? Yeah, would have been I a don't know. Uh, either way, yeah, Jose did get his name put in the level of excellence throughout the first pitch. Vladdy signed, uh, wanted to get it signed. Former 
Former Bautista teammate now with the Cubs, Marcus Stroman coming out for a big hug there. Super emotional ceremony for one of the great Jays of the recent era. Uh, to the game, could the Jays get a massive win in front of Jose? Is Chris Bassett up against Justin Steele? Bassett would go six innings, striking out six, but he would be charged with four Cubs runs, and with that game tied at four in the top of the ninth, the Cubs would get an all-important fifth. Uh, Jays couldn't get anything across in the bottom of the ninth, so the Cubs would take the opening two in this series. Jays just clinging to that last wildcard spot as the Mariners, who'd been on a tear, had won eight in a row before heading into Saturday. Uh, they did lose, so heading into sun- Sunday, Toronto just a half game up over Seattle for that final wildcard spot. Now to sorry, you guys I was just gonna say they got yeah. a little bit of a race on their hands. They do. Uh, now to Sunday, Hyunjin Ryu making the start as expected. Uh, I took that ball off the knee last Tuesday, a little scary, but the big man was ready to go uh, on Sunday. The Cubs sending Canadian Jameson Tyon to the bump. You can get a sense of maybe a little bit of panic, maybe creeping into the Jays. Oh God, the Mariners are coming again. Oh God, here they come. Jays lost three in a row. Uh, and it wasn't a great start either yesterday. Dansby Swanson would double, scoring Ian Happ and Nico Horner, and just like yep. that. Uh, strong first inning, the Jays behind the eight ball. Skip ahead to the bottom of the second. Kevin Biggio and Danny Jansen on base. Dalton Varsho at the dish, and we know, of course, his struggles this year. Uh, but Sunday was about to be a big day for him. 2-1. That's a high fly ball. Deep right field. That one's not coming back. That baby is long gone. Yeah. Dalton Varsho. Moonshot, 106.2 kilometers off the bat. Uh, miles per hour. And the Jays take their uh, first lead of the series. And it's 3-2. The Ooh. offensive onslaught would continue. Vladdy uh, singles scoring with Merrifield. Uh, Vlad on Saturday became the first player in team history to have 70 RBIs three times before the age of 25. So good for him. Wow. Yeah, George Springer would continue his hot play as well. He would single, bring it home Vlad. And through two, the Jays would open up a 5-2 lead on the North Siders. Bottom four after Guerrero's second RBI of the day makes it 6-2. Couple batters later with the bases loaded, two outs, cue, Mr. Varsho. The pitch. Lined up the middle, a base hit into center field. Belts in to score. Vladdy lost his batting helmet, racing around the bases. He's trucking his way to the dish. He'll score. Dalton Varsho has driven home five already, and the Blue Jays have an 8-2 to two lead. Yeah, five on the day for Varsho, a career high for RBIs, and boy, did he and the team need this one. That makes it 8-2. Bottom eight, Jays really put this one away as Santiago Espinal, Paul DeYoung, and Whit Merrifield all add runs. 11 for the final. Jays avoid the sweep. And time to hear from the game's hero, Dalton Varsho, and now uh, he was asked about his swing change and is working oh. with uh, Guillermo Martinez, the, head, uh, the hitting coach. Just a lot of drills that he's uh, known that it can help a lot of people, especially left-handed hitters. Um, so just trying to follow what he's been telling me and um, just trusting the process, knowing that it's going to eventually get there. Yeah, it's going to work around. I mean, it's been such a tough start for Dalton Varsho here, but he's been pretty good the last week or so. And maybe George get, takes a book out of George Springer's page, who's been playing really great over the last three weeks or so. So mm-hmm. if Dalton Varsho can be a guy that you can rely on, Bo was getting healthy. He was taking ground balls yesterday. He's running the bases. Feels, you know, get Bo back in this lineup, maybe for Philadelphia on Tuesday. It's this time of the year, too, where, like, everybody's kind of banged up. Like, we saw Matt Chapman miss yeah. the game yeah, with scratch inflammation. Yep. Yep. Danny Jansen feels like every other game he gets yeah. hit by a pitch in the hand, and <laughs> he's just trying to stay in lineup right yeah. now, right? But he's that's the time of the year. You've gone through 100 games. you got a lot of veterans on this team. Yep. There's yep. a lot of wear and tear on a lot of these guys. And you kind of need unsung guys. Well, Varsho's not unsung, but he said, I'm having a good year. No. To come through in these types of moments. And he certainly did there. And that's a big thing for the Blue Jays to have moving forward. You just hope that he can kind of build on it a little bit. 
as they uh, keep going here. Jay's wrapping up a stretch of 17 in a row. They finally get a day off today. And they also have a day off Thursday. And they also they? have a day off Thursday. They before heading up the, Yeah, it's a short week. Mini mini series interleaguer yeah. with the Phillies. And then the Reds on the weekend out in Cincinnati. So, uh, yeah, nice little short week here for the Jays. But it's good. They've earned a break. Yeah, Solid little weekend, I guess, given the they didn't level of the sweep and the Mariners, the sweep. And Mariners didn't. Yeah, you kind of crapped the bed there. I think the only thing that happened yesterday on the out-of-town scoreboard that impacts them negatively is the Red Sox won. I think apart from that, you look around, and yeah, the Sox won. The Yankees lost, and they blew that Yeah, well, we'll get to it here. Bad. We'll get to uh, it. Astros lost, and Mariners lost, so yeah. you're happy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they do avoid the sweep, uh, snap that three-game losing streak, but for the time being, move a game and a half up on Seattle. They're off tonight to play, begin two with the Phillies starting on Tuesday. So what did the Mariners do against the Orioles in that rubber match? Well, the Mariners were tied in the bottom of the ninth, but in the bottom of the tenth. And Mullins drives this one into right field. That's a fair Get ball. Up. That is deep. That is oh out of here. Cedric Mullins oh robs gosh. a home run. Cedric Mullins hits a home run. And the Orioles are back in front. Are you kidding me? Yeah, taking a home run away earlier in the game and then wins it for the Orioles in the 10th. Baltimore that was like 20 minutes apart from yeah. each other. Baltimore takes two or three in Seattle. Mariners fall a game and a half back of that final wild card spot. Two epic games yesterday that saw huge comebacks right at the end. Garrett Cole left that Yankee game yesterday against the Marlins after six innings up 7-1. And while absolute disaster ensues for the pinstripes after that, Mariners or Marlins trailing 7-3 in the ninth had a 2% chance of winning mm. entering the bottom of the ninth. And well, Maddie, mm. well, it happened. 2-1. That is going to do it. Jake Berger is the hero. The Marlins come all the way back. 8-7. It's a Marlins win. The Hamburglar. How about them Marlins? They walk it off with an 8-7 come from behind victory thanks to Jake Berger. Uh, the Yankees, they're a disaster. They're now five back of oh. the AL wild card. Oh, it's too uh, bad. Yeah, exactly. That's Nobody's so, crying. Oh, it's uh, so bad. Yeah. It's too bad. <laughs> and another massive comeback in Washington, trailing 7-2 in the ninth. The Nats throw a sixth spot up on Oakland, also winning 8-7. Friend of the show, Julian McKenzie, in attendance for that one. Oh, neat. Yeah, uh, and this is a great... Wait, no- where was that game? That was in Washington. He's hmm. in Washington. Oh, he's just visiting. Oh. Wow. Fight scene. Sure. Yeah. Uh, also, a great note from uh, Sarah Langs. It's the first time since July 9th, 2010, that two teams won trailing by four plus runs or more in the ninth on the same day. That day, Baltimore trailed 6 2 in the ninth, won 7 6 in extras, and then Philly trailed 7 1 in the ninth, won 9 7 in extras. So, first time in 13 years that happened. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, Calgary Stampeders, uh, back on Saturday, they were looking for a win two in a row for the first time all year, taking oh. on the BC Lions, uh, welcoming back Adeem Carey to the lineup. Lions also welcoming back a big name to their offense in Vernon Adams Jr. And boy, Maddie, this one did not go well. I'm glad I did not decide to go out and be social uh, because this was not a fun game. Uh, the Stamps failed to score an offensive touchdown. Uh, it's only one in the last three games. Uh, 37-9 the final. Uh, BC keeps pace with the Winnipeg for first in the West Division. Penalties were an absolute killer for the Red and White. 12 for 140 yards. Uh, couldn't sustain any long drive. I think their longest drive going 11 plays, 60 yards. Ended with another Rene Paredes field goal. So I believe he's made 19 in a row. 
or 18 yes. in a row, something like that. It's just it's something to look, it's just great. Uh, that's the one really bright spot in this one. Uh, let's hear from the coach. Uh, he spoke to uh, the media yesterday, uh, breaking this one down. Penalties right away. You know, a lot of times penalties to me are you're uh, not quite as focused as you need to be because uh, a lot of times you're kind of behind the place, then you reach out and grab. And, uh, you know, was it, a, was it an egregious hold the first play? No, but, you know, it was. So then when I you're first and 20, we, we were offside on the very first kickoff. I mean, that's that kind of shows you that we weren't – mentally focused and ready to play and, and you could see that by the performance yeah right off the start just didn't look great and it showed uh, and they fall and they now are three and six doesn't get any easier the blue bombers will be their week 11 opponent this friday it'll be legacy night honoring the 98 great cup champs whole bunch of the 98 team will be on hand for the festivities so gotta get going here good thing saskatchewan's not doing well either yeah bc went up 10 nothing at the 707 mark of the first quarter and essentially that was the end of the game uh, Vernon Adams Jr. threw the ball over the field in the first half he ended up with four touchdowns and over 300 yards passing Dominic Grimes not playing in this game didn't matter and thought wow that's a huge advantage for the Stampeders <laughs> because he has been just a killer for them lately Keon Hatcher 9 for 10 170 yards and a touchdown Ah, just a uh, great performance from the BC Lions. Uh, week 10 came to an end last night in Toronto uh, with the Argos hosting their provincial rivals, the Ottawa Red Blacks at BMO last night. Chad Kelly back after leaving last week's loss to Calgary, and he looked pretty damn good, going 21-28 to for 417 and four touchdowns, three to a former Stampeder, DeVars Daniels, who also had 180 yards receiving. Well, how about Dustin Crum going out and throwing for three touchdowns, yeah. no picks, and 292 yards yeah. as well? Like, Guy's good. Yeah. He's good, and he can throw it too now. <laughs> yeah, he's getting a lot more comfortable moving the ball yeah. downfield, and you know he's dangerous when he gets his feet going. So. Yeah. Uh, let's go here. Local stuff. Uh, Okotoks Dogs are playing the Sylvan Lake Gulls this weekend in the uh, WCBL's West Division Final. Best of three to see would take on Moose Jaw or Medicine Hat in the final. Well, game one, what went down in at Seaman Stadium? Huh? Boo! Look out! Huh? Let the big dog eat! <laughs> Yeah, mm. the dogs got six in the first two innings and cruised to a 10-5 win. Oh yeah, Alejandro Cazorla led the way with four RBIs in front Who of was us. That, sorry? Alejandro Cazorla, uh, yeah, uh, led the way with a lot four of confidence. R- oh yeah, uh, with four RBIs in front of 5,126 at the sold out Seaman Stadium. So on Saturday, with a chance to book a spot in the final up the road in Sylvan Lake, what went down? Boo! Look out! Come on! Let the big dog Another six runs in the early innings by the Dogs and another four RBI output, this time from Brendan Luther. And the Dogs win 7-1 to sweep away the Gulls. They've won five in a row dating back to the regular season. So the Dogs will look to defend their WCBL title. Game one will go Tuesday night down in Okotoks. So who will the Dogs be playing? It'll be the Medicine Hat Mavericks, Mm. uh, who won game three over Moose Jaw 14-7. So it's an all-Alberta WCBL final. Game one Tuesday, game two in Med Hat on Wednesday, and then if needed, Game 3 will go on Thursday back down in Okotoks. Well, that's exciting. I'd love to see them go back-to-back. As Drake once said, (laughs) I want some chips with my dip. Yep. I didn't really know what he meant by that, but I think he meant he wanted them to go back-to-back. He got some real big rings. (laughs) Uh, Sure does. CBL Championship Final win on Sunday night. The Surge 
snuck by in the, by the skin of their teeth on Friday to get to the final, almost dropping yeah. one to the host Vancouver Bandits, a team well below 500. Sneaky Bandits. Yeah, but playoffs, anything can happen. Well, on Sunday in the final, they would take on the best team in the league, the Scarborough Shooting Stars. That's their abbreviation, SSS. Oh, what a bunch of snakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is where the journey sadly ends for the Surge. Hmm. They fell 82-70. to 70. Uh, But what a great year, first year here for the Surge in Calgary. CEVL with a great first impression on the city. Uh, can't wait to get out there next year. And Scarborough wins their first title. Yep. The league's been around for five years, and mm-hmm. Scarborough has been one of the original teams, so yep. good for them. Yep. Uh, but yeah, good for the Surge. Go out there. Have a great season. First in the conference. Yep. Get all the way to the championship game. Yep. Championship weekend is kind of dumb in my I don't like personal it. opinion because like I it. think that you should get to host your own playoff game if you win. Or do a best of five and go travel. There's not enough teams in the league to reward somebody for having a bad season. Nope. It's not like the Memorial Cup where nope. there's like almost 60 teams. And that, your host is usually pretty good. Yeah, and the host is always good yeah. because <laughs> they know they're the host and it almost is demanded by the CHL. But nevertheless... I, that's my one qualm with the CEBL. Yeah. So far, things look pretty solid. Um, they got a good setup down there at Winsport. Yep. I was actually playing on that ice in my beer league game oh, yesterday. Oh, fun. While the Surge were out in BC trying yeah. to do their thing. <laughs> in uh, the end, we both lost. We both Just lost. in yeah. case you guys were wondering. Uh, Calvary FC in action out in Winnipeg, taking on Valor. What a start from Cavs as William Accio against his former club would score two goals in the uh, one in the, for, in the eighth minute and then uh, one more just to kick off the second half. The Cavs out to a 2-0 start. Uh, but three minutes after Accio makes it 2-0, Valor would get one of their own. Uh, Claudia Sella uh, with less than 10 minutes later. And then less than 10 minutes later, sorry, from the penalty spot, Diego Gutierrez converts. Just like that, it's 2-2. Then in the 72nd minute, more from Valor when Walter Ponce wins it. What a comeback from Valor. Walter Ponce? Walter Ponce. Mm. Uh, what a comeback for Valor. Tough way to lose all three points for Cavs. Pacific, though, did lose yesterday. So nothing gained uh, for Cavs. So they're still two points back of first. And we'll be back at home for the next couple Sundays. They'll welcome York. Uh, York United uh, this Sunday. Like, this is a disappointing result, though, right? That is a massively, massively disappointing. Yeah. You had a 2-0 lead. Uh, and Against a team that only had three wins going in, am I not yeah, mistaken? Yeah, uh, well, Valor has, like, they're not, they're, like, they're seventh in the table. They were, yeah. it, if you think the top six is tight, Valor's just on the outside, but Valor, I think they pulls them up to 20 points on the league, but still, yeah, not a good uh, not a good look for Cavs, but we'll see what happens. York United, who has been a team that plays them really tough, especially with their former assistant, Martin Nash, now the head coach there. Uh, the finals of the National Bank Open presented by Rogers went down on Sunday in Toronto and Montreal. We'll start in T.O. at Sobe Stadium with the men's final. Yannick Sinar up against Alex Di Manure, and it was the maestro from Northern Italia uh, who's absolutely dominant. He took out the Aussie in straight set 6-4-6-1 to win his first ever Masters 1000 title. This puts uh, Sinner up to sixth in the world and will certainly put him in contender status at the U.S. Open in a couple weeks. To the ladies... Yeah, did you know I was in Italy recently? You were. Yeah, okay, right. Just uh, wanted to make sure I point that out. Uh, to, the, important. <laughs> to the ladies in Montreal, Jessica Pagula... Uh, with the dis- uh, she will own the Buffalo Sabres one day. Who knows? Uh, with, you know, the, with the dismantling, okay. <laughs> with the dismantling, unless they sell, of course. Mm, with the dismantling yeah. of uh, Ludmila Samsonova, six one six zero, is Pagula's second Masters one thousand title. Uh, more tough injury news for Bianca Andreescu as well. She's dealing with a stress fracture. Uh, she'll miss Cincinnati this week, but will try to make it to Flushing for the U.S. Open. Uh, and it was the opening tournament of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, it's in the books at the FedEx St. Jude in, San- in Memphis. 
Uh, we needed a playoff to decide this one as well. It was hot there, too. Yeah, very Oof. hot. And speaking of hot, Lucas freaking Glover. Okay. Uh, he's won his second tourney in a row, beating Patrick Cantley in a playoff. Corey Connors was the top Canadian at 11 under. Uh, with the win, Glover shoots all the way up from 49th in the FedEx Cup standings to 4th. Uh, and there might yeah. not, and there might not be a better pl- player on the planet right now. Honest to God, uh, he's finished top six in five of his last six tourneys. That's uh, really good. Yeah, really good. Uh, and there's some big tournaments in there as well. And uh, as it's only the top fifty that are headed to Chicago for the BMW Championship, Mackenzie Hughes will not be among the fo- the fifty as he's fifty first, missing by just two points behind Patrick Rogers. Yeah, you fell down four spots this weekend. Ugh. You got jumped. Yeah. Lucas Glover, a part of that. <laughs> There's a handful of guys that so, uh, made a little bit of a boost here. Yeah. Uh, so Adam Svensson, Adam Hadwin, Corey Connors, and Nick Taylor will be the four Canadians that will be at the BMW. Uh, the top 30 will make it to Atlanta for the Tour Championship. And Calgarian. Yeah, cu- currently, yeah. Nick Taylor, Corey Connors the are the guys. only yeah. in the top 30 so who Sven- would qualify for the Tour Championship. So Svensson and Hadwin got to have a good weekend to make it to Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, they are 37th and 39th. Yeah. So, uh, yep. Yeah. Good uh, weekend. We go a long way. Uh, and Calgarian Stephen Ames. He was the winner of the, on the Champions Tour this weekend at the Boeing Classic out in Seattle. It's his fourth Champions Tour title victory of the year. Uh, and he's headed here next. He'll be among the field at the Shaw Charity Classic, which is set to begin on Friday here in Calgary down at Canyon Meadows. Uh, we're gonna we're hoping to get more players on the station. Uh, big one. Hopefully tomorrow. Waiting for the confirmation. Okay. Don't want to say anything yet. Yeah, don't want to jinx it. Don't want to jinx it yet, but... Sounds like a good one tomorrow. He's been to the tournament before, and yep. he's been on the station before, and no, you know what? I'm not going to do it. No, no, don't even worry about it. Uh, Adam Stanley's it's probably who you're hoping. Yeah, I'll probably. say that much. Uh, Adam Stanley's going to join us at 8.30 to break down the weekend. That was in the world of golf, and there's Excellent. your morning report. Hey, also, did you hear um, the, the Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg fights off now? Oh, it's off. Yeah, it's off now. That makes sense. Zuckerberg is calling out uh, Elon Musk saying he's not serious because now he needs surgery and he wants to do a practice round in Zuckerberg's backyard and all of this stuff. So Mark just said, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not, I'm not doing your little horse and pony show. Yeah. No, that's fair. And then Elon responded by calling him, what did, what did he call him here? A coward? A chicken. So, oh, Beat it, Zuck. I'm done with that guy. Anyways, done with the other guy too. Yeah, well, this is the world that we live in. Hey, that's the Motor Reports brought to you by BM uh, Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. They'll glad to meet, gladly match, and then beat any competitor's price by ten percent on Fifty First Avenue and Third Street Southeast. Uh, we got to get out of the way. Shai David is set to join us in mere moments. We're going to talk about the weekend that was. Tough one results-wise against the Cubs. And a little bit of a quiet week here as well. Some time for some rest and recuperation before the home stretch. We'll get into it with Shy around the corner. Sports at 960 The Fan.